If you don't already know, Malta is an island paradise in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, accessible by plane and full of tourists in the summertime. However, I took advantage of the off-peak season to visit this beautiful place. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Marvels and Mishaps of Travel. Today, Monica is going to take us to the small island country of Malta, and we're also going to talk about how your frame of mind can really color a trip for you. Yeah, thanks, Jess. Um, so, you know, in choosing the the topics for this particular podcast, I have done a lot of personal reflection. Um, you know, I've got some time off, of course, around the holidays, being that it's I'm a teacher, and... Um, I, I had planned a trip to Denver for, the, for this particular break. And, uh, but it really had me thinking a lot about our mental health, our personal lives, and how, you know, we get excited for trips and everything, but we can't always control like what's happening outside of, of just Absolutely, the trip. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like there's so much going on exactly. in your life anyway. Life is not perfect. And this can affect, you know, your planning, your research, your motivation level and all of those things. So, you know, we're, we're coming off the holiday season. I personally um, experienced a lot of loss this year. So the holidays were not the easiest. I I think I handled them well this year as best can be expected. But I'd say so. Yeah. yeah thanks. Um, it was definitely uh, an exercise in experience, unfortunately. But, um, you know, the holidays are not are not great for everyone. So Mm -hmm. this particular year, it was about five years ago. I think this trip was 2018. And uh, my father had been hospitalized um, with a minor condition that kind of spiraled out of control. He ended up in the ICU for several weeks. He recovered and went to um, rehabilitation just to get his strength back and, you know, some of his occupational uh, therapy types of things. But all of this was happening leading up to this already planned, booked, non-refundable trip. Yeah. <clears throat> and so my energy really went from the planning and research and the getting excited and the shopping for, you know, clothes and like getting all excited for the trip really kind of my energy was into, is this trip going to happen at all? Right. And making sure that his health was on point. And then when we did realize that he was going to be okay and coming home, it was also about, you know, he was usually my caretaker for my dog. Yeah. And I had to kind of like scramble and figure out um, who was going to take care of my dog. So I had this like piecemeal, like, you know, calendar of people coming and going. And you were one of them, Jess. Yeah. yeah was, I took care of him for a couple days. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, other friends who came and got went is that he always had um, a person at the house and, you know, feeding and walking him and everything. But it, you know, it really kind of was like a last minute scramble um, to make this all happen. And so I say all that to say that this trip did not get the attention or Mm -hmm. planning or like excitement around it. But yet I had a plane booked and I had an Airbnb and a very um, thankfully resourceful and kind of natural leadership type personality friend who was traveling with me. And we ended up making it work. Yeah, you um, had other priorities and it still came together. It still came yeah. together. I mean, I look back and 
you know, I would I would like to revisit Malta for that reason because I would like yeah. to be there. Add and, new color to it. Yes, and add, just in a different headspace. Um, also, time of year played into that. But um, I'll get I'll get into that more as I talk a little bit more about the location. So so why Malta's right? So before Dad ever got sick. You know, I, of course, was on this, like, travel high, right? I have been Same. To... Around the same time. I think we peaked around the same time for that. Yeah. Oh, I'm still peaking. I'm but... here, yeah. <laughs> Just riding the wave now. Um, but it was, uh, you know, I really, like, kind of, like, leaned into the travel lifestyle. I was getting good at the backpacking. I had been on a couple of trips, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting more and more confident. Like, I can do more of this on my own, and um, I know how to look for the deals, and I know how to book book things, and I was, like, rolling and so I really wanted to see more of Europe, but of course this was uh, winter break, right? Christmas, mm-hmm. in between Christmas and New Year's, and a lot of Europe is very cold at that time. Yeah, right? it's. I'd say it's a little more mild than it is on the east coast of the U.S., depending on which part you're in. But it, yeah, it's still cold. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like ideal for walking around outside or or things like that. And um, there's plenty of people who go for like Christmas markets and things like that, but um, you have to be you know prepared for all of that. And mm-hmm. so. Uh, looking at the map and looking at the flight deals that were around, there was um, inex- I won't say inexpensive. We'll say reasonable. Sure. I think they were about $700 flights in and out. Yeah, that's like ex- <clears throat> what you would expect, I would say, roughly. Yeah. I, I mean, I was like, it was doable. And again, it's a holiday week, so prices yeah. are always up. So the city that we were able to get in and out of from a reasonable standpoint cost-wise was Madrid. And so we're going to talk more about our experiences in Spain in season three, because Jess and I have both been to Spain. Um, but in this case, it was just um, a good like hopping off point for like other places in Europe. And that's the thing yeah. about Europe is that once you're there, it's cheap to get around. Exactly. So there's like dwelling air or something like that. All those so, in-country yeah. flights or like in-continent flights. And it's really, um, it's an easy way. I don't want to say easy, but like it's... um practical to like sure get to a couple of different countries on the same trip do a few days here and a few days there especially if you're like me and you just like want to check them off the list um you know doing a day trip to another country is actually feasible in europe um and so you know looking at the map we're like okay where could we go that's a little bit you know further south and a little bit warmer Mm -hmm. um given this time of year and we settled into malta and i had heard wonderful things um if you don't know malta is kind of a little bit west of Italy, south of Spain in the Mediterranean Sea. It's a small island. Uh, and, it, you know, I think I was excited because it also sounds like very exotic, right? Yeah, like, it does. It's like know. almost tropical, but like right. beautiful. Yeah. Like a Mediterranean way. Um, so Malta is actually like a very um, popular tourist destination for other Europeans in the summertime. Mm. They are known for um, like their like cliff diving and people go swimming in the Mediterranean Sea and all these like beautiful like coasts. Good adventure vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like a little bit of um, like less touristy, like beachy kind of thing. Yeah. Cause right? it's not maybe as well known outside of Europe. Exactly. Right. And, but a lot of other Europeans will, They'll vacation still go there. there, yeah, yeah. So we, of course, were there off season again. You know, nice on our wallets, but yeah, maybe not the full Malta experience, given that it was that it was winter time and this was a summer destination. Sure, yeah. So we actually flew out of New York City um, in the evening. A lot of flights you'll find are 
you know, like overnight European flights and then you get there the morning of the following day. Yeah. New York City is usually a, a cheap launching point um, going yeah, to it was, most places in the world, actually. Yeah. So which is another reason. And so the morning, no, early, early in the morning, we took the mega bus up to make the flight. Had a long travel day. Ended up in Madrid. We'll talk more about the Madrid experience um, because there was definitely some memorable moments. Um and then on the that was on the 23rd that we left. And then on the 25th, we flew out of Madrid and into Malta with a 45-minute uh, layover in Lisbon. And then we landed in Malta uh, late in the evening. Now, my travel partner knew somebody who knew somebody kind of thing and actually hooked us up with um, a private driver who was gracious enough to pick us up on the evening of Christmas yeah, right. that is really nice. Yeah, it took time away from everywhere. Yeah. family and came and picked us up at this late hour at the airport and got us to our um, our Airbnb. So um, at this point, I would love to tell you like the day by day and like what we did each day. However, um, I think due to my state of mind and just being in a bit of a funk and not having the, you know, the time to like really sit down and kind of almost like memorize the details of the trip. Um, I went back to my planning document, right? Sure. And I, I've, you guys, we've talked about lots about planning on this podcast before. I really kind of like to work backwards, um, you know, put in all the things I want to do, figure out how many days I need in each place, mm-hmm. book tours ahead of time, get everything all kind of laid out because I hate to go to a place that I may never revisit in my lifetime and miss something. Yeah. So I am typically a, detailed, you know, down to the hour sometimes sure. planner, yeah, because that makes sense. especially if there's things I want to make sure that I don't miss. Mm-hmm. So I go back to my Google drive and I opened up my planning document and the days that I was in Spain where there was a reservation for a hotel or a flight, that stuff is filled in. And the days that I was in Malta are blank. And I really sat back and I was like, wow, this is proof, right? That I really couldn't dedicate the time for it. I had to abandon it because I was paying attention to my dad who was in the hospital. And like, look, this, this is real life, right? Like this happens, right? We book these trips and you can't control the things that are happening. Yeah, something just kind of. Exactly. Yeah, it just doesn't always work out. So so the thanks of Google Photos and the location um, as well as some information that my partner had, um, my, this travel partner had shared with me in another document. And then just generally like Google searching, I was actually kind of able to go back and sort of like piece the trip together. Um, but it was certainly, um, it's not the day to day, like documentation that I would normally have sure. on all my other yeah. trips. Yeah. Um, so Malta is an archipelago, a cluster of islands. Like we said, it's packed with, um, tourists. Uh, in the summertime. And one of the things that they're known for are their like prehistoric fossils, as well as that's these, really cool. It's really cool. Like these ancient, like city, be an archeologist for a day. It really, it, yeah. We, it was like, I, I don't think I realized like going to Malta because again, the lack of planning, yeah. um, how like, um, special is this is from like the science yeah. world. That they have uncovered these, you know, archaeological kind of Mesolithic, Neolithic um, cities. Like, there's really traces back to, like, the beginning of, like, civilization in mm-hmm. little bitty Malta, it the island. It just blows your mind. Yeah. yeah. 
And of course the, they've, you know, UNESCO heritage has taken over and protected it. And so, um, we'll talk about a couple of those different things, um, uh, throughout this podcast. And then most recently Malta has become very popular because it has been the filming site for the very popular series, uh, that I'm a big fan of. If you follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is from this TV show as well at I drink wine and I know things. But of course, that's from the show, The Game it's of Thrones. From Tyrion, I drink and I know things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Game of Thrones uh, TV show on HBO. Uh, this was they. Um, this was the original King's Landing in the show uh, where a lot of this was filmed. So we actually got to see several. Um, so it's you can locations. imagine that like beautiful blue water against mm-hmm. stone buildings and just the cliff just relaxing just to look at it and you feel so happy. Well, and then also a sense of like you know, grandeur and, um, power and like, yeah, oldness. Like it's really, um, it's really really special. Yeah. Yeah. So the two main areas that we, um, explored were called Valletta and then Gozo. And so Gozo is another island on the archipelago and it has its own kind of vibe and and things to see there. But we started off, I, I don't even know if we started off. One of the things that we did while we were there, um, was visit, um, Ajar Im, uh, which is Maltese for standing stones. Okay. Uh, and it is one of their prehistoric sites that we were mentioning, like okay. um, where a lot of this archaeology has happened. Um, it's on top of some sea cliffs, and UNESCO has actually like erected these um, tents over them okay. to protect them from the elements, but then also provides, you know, a protected place for tourists to kind of walk through and explore. It's um, very rich in history. Very yeah. rich in history. So you can kind of get a sense of like doorways there. There were several um, statues uncovered. And one of my favorite things about those statues is that they really, um, they really uh, kind of valued and I would say worshipped given like the sense that the, these statues were in temples, very voluptuous women. And so the statues. That's good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, I am one. I am um, one too. <laughs> and so these statues of you know women with um you know thighs and bellies and breasts and you know just kind of like clearly somebody must have thought this was a wonderful thing because they carved yeah. entire statues out yeah. of it and I was there for it. So I actually got a couple of replicas in there um, in my curio cabinet now, but. Um, that we actually got to see like the original statues as you walk through. This oh, super prehistoric cool. Yeah. Site. Yeah. It was really great. Um, another place that we didn't tour, but it's worth, um, mentioning is the Hall Safliani Hippogeum. Um, again, this was due to the lack of planning. It was something you had to buy tickets for well ahead of time, but it's a subterranean structure also, um, dating back to like 3300 to 3000 BC. Oh, okay. So just a sense of like how very, very old it was. Old. Yeah. And again, like, you know, it would have been wonderful to to see, but maybe on a return trip I'll make it. Sure. Uh, we also sailed the Blue Grotto. So the grotto was like kind of um different rock formations, and there was um one area there, it's called the Azure Window. Or the rock formation would make kind oh, of a is window. Is that where Microsoft uh, Windows Azure comes from? Oh, maybe, yeah, <laughs> no. But this particular one, yeah. unfortunately, a few years before we were there, had collapsed. Oh, so I see. just um, erosion had done its job, and the Azure Bummer, window is yeah. now just the Azure opening. Um, 
but it was it was nice to like we were there you know we saw it but it wasn't actually a, a window anymore um and then uh we did explore the waterfront there's adorable like small fishing boats Valletta is still uh, an active fishing community and uh the city itself is walled which is why it was such a great filming location for the game of thrones um one of the most famous areas that we got to explore was called the Gate of Medina. And if you love the show the way that I do, um, this was a setting for many of the scenes, um, yeah. specifically which led to the demise of Ned. Uh, so Jamie Lannister um, and his spearmen attack Ned uh, and with his guards in season one, episode five, um, which is the Wolf and the Lion. And we actually got to like walk in that same place. Very cool. Yeah. So it was um, definitely like whoa, we're like, we're standing right here where they I, film us. Like, it's so neat. I did a Game of Thrones tour in Iceland, but we'll nice. get to that in the Iceland, in Iceland. episode. I saw several filming three. locations in Iceland, too. And I've seen um, also in uh, Ireland. I was Ireland, yeah. Locations. Yeah, so we're big fans of the of the show. And then also, of course, it's so amazing to, like, be right there, like, where they filmed. All right, so that was generally Valletta. I'd have to say the other thing about Valletta that I really enjoyed was that um, because this is like kind of a summary destination, a lot of the, uh, I would say like city areas, like where there's lots of restaurants and shops, like, mm-hmm. North, because they're, you know, they're there for the tourists. Because of the summer, they have huge like patio outdoor seating. Okay. But of course, it's the, the weather was like in the 60s. So not as cold as maybe other parts of Europe, but certainly not warm enough to sit outside and eat. But the Maltese do a really good job of like the heat lamps. They put blankets out on the oh, chairs. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I so love when that like, happens. we're still able yeah. to like enjoy the alfresco dining experience without freezing our tuchuses off. Um, so then another day trip that we did was to the island of Gozo. Uh, Giozio. Not Gonzo, like the Muppet, but Gozo. Gozo, okay. <laughs> um, it's a little bit crazy getting there because even though it was winter and it was off-season, it was still um, a popular destination. So we kind of had to, like, catch a bus to Gozo, but the bus was crowded, and we had to get to the ferry. And there's several places that have buses, and we you, we really had to, like, pay attention to, like, the line that we were on, the stop and everything because there's – multiple buses in order so in order to like get our way back we had to make sure we were in the right the right spot um so we headed to the ferry it was about 20 minutes to get to gozo mm-hmm. um again another island in the archipelago for here we one of the main things that we did was we rode out to the salt flats okay and i don't think i realized that malta had salt flats but i guess because of um being surrounded by the mediterranean sea yeah uh, lots of opportunities to harvest salt and sure. so they, it was actually stunning. Like in the time of day that we were there, like the sun was sort of just setting so that it was glistening off of all the salt flats. And if you're not familiar, what they kind of do is they find this sort of, you know, just at sea level uh, piece of land and they sort of um, divide it up into like kind of blocks and the seawater will wash in mm-hmm. during higher tide. And then of course the water goes out during lower tide. And then as the sun is beating down onto it, and the whatever's evaporated leaves the salt behind. And I then see. they go through and harvest. Um, and so the the salt, we actually purchased salt, like Maltese salt from nice. these particular salt flats. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, another thing that we did was the, and I'm probably not going to get this pronunciation right, it was the uh, Gajantiha temples. Um, again, another prehistoric, Neolithic, Mesolithic type of um 
archaeology site. They were beautiful, um, you know, again, like more statues, more um, sort of a sense of like rooms in different places. Uh, so we had a lot of fun just kind of walking through there and like learning about um, that ancient culture. And then lastly, we explored the Citadel, which was mm. sort of the um, set up on the cliffside. Uh, you can walk all the way around the entire Citadel, get these beautiful uh, panoramic views um, of Gozo. Uh, obviously, the area is known for fish. Um, yeah. It's, I have to say that I wasn't overwhelmed by the food. It was delicious. There was a lot of um, Italian influence. There was some Spanish influence. But then, of course, the Maltese have take their own spin on it. But we had a lot of um, delicious foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was affordable. I will say that's, like, it, yeah, that's you know, good to know. Cause you yeah. don't always know what to expect with the costs when you're going somewhere, especially so. in Europe. Um, yeah. I think Europe has a reputation of being like a higher cost, but it was definitely, um, more affordable. I definitely like Malta has like a quaintness about it. Like mm-hmm. they're very walkable cities. Um, you know, cute little, like, you know, out, out, like I said, outdoor dining and, yeah. You know, little pizza shops, little bakeries and every, everything. That sounds so, very quaint. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're known for their lace. So, um, hmm. a pretty like export. Um, possibly. Um, or, or if it's just like a, Hey, we make this here and yeah. <laughs> tourists buy it. Cause there were entire shops full of lace, everything that you can imagine. Oh, nice. I bought a little fan with Maltese lace. Um, and then they use as kind of like a cross, uh, symbol for the country so I have a few things from okay. from there with like this not not a religious cross just like a it of like a coat of arms type of cross sure uh <clears throat> if I go back um I definitely would like to be in a better mental health state <laughs> yes um and I think I would really like to experience like the summer there I think like different seasons yeah, so yeah it, I always want to experience different seasons right. where I go because there's something to be had for each season as something about it that's unique and that alters right. the experience well and especially since this really is an entire country that sort of caters to the fact that it's an island and it's European and it's beautiful and like there's, yeah. you know, swimming. I mean, we couldn't even, like, put our toe in the water. It was yeah. so cold. You know, we sailed around and enjoyed the water and the beaches from, like, a sailing perspective. But it certainly wasn't um, – it wasn't anything that we could go swimming in or anything like that. But I think it would be amazing to, like, swim in that, like, gorgeous Mediterranean water. Yeah. Um, and so that's something I'd like to go back to do. Uh, and I also wouldn't mind doing more of guided tours. We kind of got around using public transportation – and sort of saw ourselves around, but I really think there's probably more, more history, history with guided tours. Yeah, yeah. more of like more the, context, more context, more content, more um, just like really kind of appreciating and understanding what, what you're looking at. Do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's too. like you know, getting something pointed out and then hearing the history instead of just like oh, we pass it and we don't even know what we're looking at. Or yeah, that it's important. Yeah. So I think um, I think I I wouldn't mind doing that. Uh, on the other hand, being there during Christmas. It's one of my favorite things about traveling during the holidays, even though it is more expensive. Mm-hmm. I love going and seeing how other how, countries how they celebrate, celebrate Christmas. Right. Yeah. Or so if they was, do. Yeah. Right. So that was definitely like an upside to all of that. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think Malta definitely would um, be a, maybe a place I would like tag on to another, yeah. you know, trip or something. A couple of days see at least. More. Just yeah. to like just- say that I really like 
or you could like research culture. more to do there and see if there's anything that really stands yeah. out. And I think going there with a little bit better headspace with some cute outfits and like lots of people around yeah, and like a lot of different energy, you more know, more energy, more self-esteem be, while you're there. Yeah. yeah. That would be a better experience, but um, definitely somewhere I would return to. Uh, I definitely recommend it for those of you maybe looking for a, a place to tag on to your next European trip or, um, or just looking for something a little bit different to do. Uh, it definitely will. And was a good experience. That's good. So did you, so I know, you said you generally weren't feeling your best, but did you have any highlights when you were there? Um, let's see. The highlights were probably the highlight was probably the Ajarim, the standing stones. Like standing that, stones. that yes. really I mean the just the oldness of it all was kind of hard to wrap my head around. And then also sure. yeah. you know, there's the fact that it has been preserved so well was definitely a highlight. And I'd probably also say, um, the other highlight for me was um, the sailing, actually. I think, like, that getting out on the fun. boat yeah. and, you know, like, really taking like in refreshing. the blue. Yeah, yeah, the blue sea. And the Mediterranean is, I swear, a completely different shade of blue than other areas that I've seen. So it's, you know, got that uniqueness about it as well. So those were definitely my two it's highlights. It's kind of magical to be there. Oh, that's great, Monica. Sorry that it wasn't your best trip as far as your mental health, but I'm glad you were still able to go. Life happens, yeah. And you'll hear more from us next time on the marvels and mishaps of travel.